Shafiyari runda je gwala bira kabira jido. Oh, sorry, you want it in, oh, that was Castleton. Oh, you want it in English? Okay, fine. Hey, hello sci-fi fans, this is State Your Name from Show Movie Book Universe We Know You From, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Dinner Podcast with Tony Curran. Hey, hello sci-fi fans, this is Tony Curran from Sci-Fi's Defiance, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Hope you're well, take care of each other, and if you can't be good, be good at it. Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Ciro Garcia. And tonight, we don't really have a regular show, but we want to share with you a very special interview that we did at Shore Leave 37. And this guy, in my understanding, was awesome. I was in one of the interviews he kind of barged in on. We'll probably shut an interview later, but uh, who are we talking about tonight? Uh, the awesome Tony Curran. And, uh, Em, how might people know Tony Kern? Um, well, if you're a Doctor Who fan, you will know him as Vincent Van Gogh. I was wondering if that'd be the first thing you'd mention. (laughs) It is the first thing. It is my favorite thing that I have seen him in. And I've seen him in a lot of stuff. He is a detectar of, um of defiance he was in uh uh underworld evolution he was in the league of extraordinary men um he was in tintin he was in gladiator he's been in a lot of great delicious things and he's he's i love it i love it when he gets to act in his own voice because he's got that great quintessential scottish accent um, but you you can't miss him if you're a Defiance fan. He right. just plays deliciously self-serving evil SOB. Definitely. But a, a tremendously nice guy at a convention. Oh, just a deer. Just an absolute deer. Yeah. Totally not like his character. Totally. <laughs> Uh, he was he was just well lovely and you know he was he was very open to a quick cuddle and like every time we just kind of bumped into each other he was real sweet with the quick like it's a very european thing when you see you know you give them a quick hug and the two kisses on either side and i'm not used to that here in the u.s i'm only used to that when i'm like overseas with my family so with him it was just kind of natural and i was oh tony how are you with the kiss kiss and then this girl on the other side of the table is looking at me like who are you and why are you kissing him (laughs) that's why i'm kissing him (laughs) He's delightful and so talented and kind of mischievous. Yeah. So when he, well, he was a little mischievous on you, Miles, while you were interviewing. Well, yeah, he 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 um, interrupted and uh, crashed my interview with uh, um, uh, what's his name, Jamie. Um, not Jesse. J- not Jesse, Jesse Rath. Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. yeah. So, but it was okay. It was all in good fun and. Uh, you know, uh, I, I I saw his, his session was it was a family, and he's just a fun guy. Yeah. I mean, he's just a fun guy. I had to thank him for coming because he he just made the con so much more fun that weekend. He 
he did and 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 there's you're gonna in this interview which i did with him you're gonna hear something that i don't really talk about in this world very much but um if you've seen the vincent van gogh episode you know that it deals with trying to handle life and mental issues and and dealing with depression and that kind of thing and that show is quintessential for me because it was a really beautiful visual way to explain to people that sometimes when i'm when my depression gets the best of me and my brain just doesn't want to compute things very well sitting down with uh uh with a family member and watching it and you know sometimes i'm not going to cut my ear off and i'm not you know painting crazy pictures to pay for drinks but it's it was it was a beautiful important piece to me and to hear how he was very careful and cared about delivering something that really mindfully delivering a performance that was caring and loving and and was true and honest it it meant a lot to me so you'll hear me talk about that with him and um then he went on he's like we traded emails real quick about a couple things he put on my tiara that's right i need to send you the picture of the tiara (laughs) definitely i'll throw it up so i think i might have it somewhere i think you put on facebook yeah i probably ripped it down from facebook good so all right. Well, I think that's about it. We will. Uh, we're going to share this interview, and we uh, we hope you enjoy it. Devil. Not yet. I haven't Did asked you? him yet. Well, he's probably going to. No, someone's going to take a picture of him with that, and you're going to get some Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of him with that. You know what? Wonder Woman is actually a black man. <laughs> and we've got a great idea. Or he's a ginger guy. He's got this little ginger sidekick <laughs> from Scotland. Nobody can understand the fucking word. Wonderless. Wonderless. Like Angus. Hurry up. Angus, come in. Oh God! Oh God! It's a good. It's a. It's not a bad pitch. Quick before I go to the Q and A. Oh bless! Can I take Um, a photo of you wearing that wonderful thing? Yes. You may. Um, As long as I look. ah, Where did it go? There we go. You you look very. Yeah, you. You have to look very. um, Jamie got well campy with it, and uh, Jesse did too. But yours is the best. It is. God bless. The beard wasn't You can trust a Spaniard. We're not gonna lie. Oh, love the camera. Come on, love the camera. Not that badly. Come on, give me a ton of family. 
right? All right, I'll be quick. It's as quick as possible. This. I love it. I love it. She's making me the gauntlets and the breastplate as well. Beautiful. Um, all right, so here we are at Shore Leave, listeners, with the indomitable Tony Curran, who it's really hard to actually look him in the face because all I see is Van Gogh, and it's just oh. that was the most epic wonderful, sweet episode I think I've ever seen of any Doctor Who. Mm. It was just so touching and that moment at the end when he goes to the, I, every time, and I've seen it a bunch, it's shocking that someone from here would have seen it a million times. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's... Every time he's in the in the museum I just start weeping for joy for him. And you, you really created something special there. Everybody's bawling at that point. When, oh, it's amazing. And, uh, Johnny, our director, and, and Richard Curtis, who, who wrote it. Uh, I remember they called me and I said, um, I, you know, I was obviously very uh, happy that they'd asked me to do the role, but I, I wanted to bring, you know, it's a science fiction show, Doctor Who, but uh, I still wanted to bring the, you know, a lot of fun with the, sh- with the character, but I also wanted to bring that darker side and also, you know, his, um, his uh, <coughs> tortured side, you know, a lot of people just thought he was, you know, it was the sign of the times, 19th century, he was, he was mad, crazy, but he was, you know, the man was ill, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't well, and uh, unfortunately, back in those days, there was nobody to treat that, you know, sort of, uh, and sort of symptoms, and, you know, he, he just thought he was unhinged, you know, which, you know, and maybe he was, you know, he wasn't well in many ways, but a lot of that sort of, you know, that amazing sort of part of the end of his life where he painted, so, painted so much and created so much was uh, argu- arguably some of the most um, uh, unbelievable sort of outpouring of, um, of emotion onto canvas than it's ever, ever been. Possibly, so. When you got the phone call that said, would you like to play Vincent van Gogh? I remember I was in my bedroom in my house in Glasgow at the time. Uh, I mean, I was just, I was, I lived in London at the time, I think, I lived in America, I can't remember when, it was a while back now, but I think uh, I was in my mum's house because I was doing a job in the UK, and I remember getting the call, and, and um, yeah, it was, a, it was a really fun experience working with Matt and Karen, but definitely, uh, didn't realise, but I was emailing Johnny, the director, recently. I didn't realise how much of an impact it would have on, you know, coming to these cons and also just meeting people in the street, you know, because there, there is a lot of people who have you know, touch on depression and, um, you know, who have um, unfortunate mental health issues, which shouldn't be a stigma in society, but unfortunately, because people are scared, you know, people are fearful of, of you know, unfortunate situations like that, that it does affect them so much, so, um, and they're scared of it, and they, you know, they create a stigma that's attached to it, so, um, um, but, it, but, it, but unfortunately it's, um, we, we try, it's, uh, I, I speak to a lot of people who've had mental health problems, and, and, and it's in a lot of the time they went to get, seek help because of that experience of watching that show, you know, so, so that's very, 
makes you, it's very humbling and it makes you, you know, you're making a difference, you know, right. which is, which is uh, very powerful, you know, it's a very powerful thing. What do you say? On a personal level, well, I'm trying to explain to my family, I showed mom that episode and I said, you see, there's, I, it was important to me, the way it was communicated, because that was a means of me communicating to some of my loved ones, right, what my brain's doing right now. Yeah. I'm working through it, and yeah. so oh, no, it was beautiful. Right. Because yeah. yeah. so, I think the torture, yeah, the, the, there's some elements where I think one day he was in his bedroom, and he was just, he was just screaming uh, when the doctor came up to see if he was okay, and he, he lost it, you know. And uh, and I think some people, who, you know, their family, their daughters, their sons, or their, they don't, they can't relate. It's quite difficult to relate to people's. Um, like and mental or emotional like states if you if you've never walked in that person's shoes for one day you know so see you big guy nice to see you man take care john barryman in the house thank you mr barryman see you mount vernon see you later he's a nice man sweet man carved diamonds on that chin <laughs> wow, I'm sorry. That's okay, so that's sorry. okay. <laughs> anyway, well, it's, it's such a rich thing, and it is just, it's an iconic moment in, in the history of, of Dr. Who. You've become kind of, you've become a pivot point, because a lot of people who are getting it, yo, did you see the Van Gogh? Oh, I saw that one. Yeah. Everyone saw that one. No, everybody's so seen it, and it's very much, a, yeah, I mean, it, it's nice voting, or, but it was, it was voted one of the, you know, in the top five or ten moments of all time. So that, that in itself is a, yeah, is, is pretty it's special, you know. Is, uh, well, getting to play someone that rich with that much emotion in life and being just raw, and then you become and the opportunity to become Detector. Yeah, who is, a little, he's unhinged in a different way, I guess. I can't even. Every episode, there's always something about it. How did? When was that presented? What do you do when someone goes? Here, yeah. I'm going to play a really bizarre alien, yeah. and I guess I, I approached it from the you know, he is a, from a different planet, but, but you know, to relate to him, I approach it from he's a you know, he's, a, he's damaged goods in many ways. His personality, I mean, a lot of performances or or actors, you know. That I've looked up to, like Jimmy Cagney, for instance, like movies like White Heat for Angels with Dirty Faces. You know, um, you know, he, you know, a lot of these villains, they don't, they don't see themselves as, as criminals, as villains. You know, their world is, is, uh, is their world is, is very different from the reality of a, a, a normal person's life. And, and definitely, from Daytac, his world is. Uh, you know, it's sort of turned upside down. A lot of it to, to do with his father thrusting, like a lot of people, thrusting, you know, certain parts of religion or right. culture down their the throat as a kid, and, and people rebel against it or question it. And that's what Daytac did. And he uses it for his own ends these days. You know, he, he's, a, he's a survivor. That's what I, I like about him. I think he's got this, uh, this instinct to survive, you know. He, he, and to, to try and flourish and to, to try and better himself. But um, whether that means better himself in a, in a moral way, I don't know if that's the case. Or just better himself financially or in the sort of social structure of where he is. But, uh, but I think he does have that. Um, 
if, if Daytac gets self-help and becomes this really <laughs> level-headed, gentle, regular guy, then you know, that'll be the death of Daytac. And I think he will, he'll, never, he'll never lose that chip. I always said, oh, some said, oh, Daytac's got a real chip in his shoulder. And I always said, oh, no, Daytac's very well balanced. He's got a chip on both shoulders, you know. So <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. I, I think the episode, the arm episode. I I I try not to watch previews at all, so I had no idea. I had not. I just plugged it onto the computer and started watching. I'm working on something on a laptop, and it's on my screen, and I'm typing away, and then I stop and just it was an epic epic moment when someone handed you this when you were handed the script uh, so yeah. Tony what about this actually before I got even got a script Kevin Murphy uh, was, was ex our, our showrunner was explaining to me do you want to hear come in I went into his office and I sat down like hearing about Vincent or moments of someone tells you you've got a role or this is what's going to happen in that role. I, uh, I always have a very clear picture of where I was. And I was in the office in the studio in Toronto. And he told, he told me about, oh, brother, you're going to pull you off the shaming rack, you put a bomb in your arm, you're going to roll you in there, you're going to commit suicide, you think it's over, and you see your charge plate. And <laughs> did you think he was going to die? Did you think right. he was going to die? I do and I thought, well, he's, he's way too pivotal. He's way too important. Right. And there's just, there's a balance. There's a wonderful balance of evil that you need yeah. to have. And if in he the, was in, gone, in the show, yeah. there, would be, there would be nothing left. There's yeah. a beautiful balance of all the characters. Yeah. And it's, it's just, I'm sure hours in the chair with the makeup and the hair and all of it, but it's got to be just like playing Halloween every day. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's a lot of fun to do in the system. And it is challenging. I mean, we started shooting season three, bless you, in the, in the 35 below zero, you know? And um, yeah. uh, in Toronto, it was the coldest winter on record this year. But, you know, that looks great on camera. As a, we wear a lot of linen. It's all this linen, yeah. daphnias, beautiful, flowy, elegant. Yeah, it's because very... Because of the race. Uh, and and a, lot, a lot of the, the crew are all in the Gore-Tex and all this stuff. <laughs> and they look like they're going on an expedition to the North Pole. Wow. But a lot of the actors are, you know, we're wearing wool and whatever else. So. And you're shivering. Shivering. But it's... Um, but it looks it looks great. It gave, it gave it a real flavor and a real um, substance and depth and, and uh, painted our world and you know gives it uh, yeah it gives it all those things. So um, yeah, it's, if, if we go for another season, we would probably start again in January. But we'll see we'll see if that happens. There's, you know? there's such a big haul and yeah. there's such a big following behind it as well. So I. I suspect, because you find out in about a month, I suspect that yeah, uh, it would be surprising. Yeah. It, it's one of the... To end it, to end it like that. Because it is, I mean, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of shows in, in sci-fi now, but, but, you know, not too many of them, and they're all very good and interesting, but, but they're not too many of them with the whole alien genre, you right. know what I mean? Which, and is, which for me is always classically... Sci-fi, you know what I mean, in its most classic form. Of course, there was many other genres and right. the sci-fi genres within that within that sort of uh, 
oh. area construct, whatever you want to call it. But it's got it, the culture to it, the got, different yeah. planets and all the different cultures in this. There's so many logistics with makeup, hair. Language. Language, languages. And I mean, David J. Peterson, who does, who does our language, you know, he's our linguist, creates Game of Thrones. Uh, I did a little cameo on uh, Thor, The Dark World, and he uh, did the Dark Elves for that also. So, yeah, it's very, uh, it's very rich. And, uh, you know, some people, so much TV out there, some people haven't seen you know, I'll, I'll be doing a show right now. And I show some people pictures of Daytex, I'm on Alec, and some people on set are like, what's that? And I go, oh, it's a sci-fi show, the first season? I said, no, it's our third season. Oh, I've never heard of it. I'm like, okay. She's all that. People are like, oh, that's something I'd really like to watch. Then I, I show them a clip on my phone of maybe the drowning scene. And I drown, or they, and they're like, what the, the hell is this? The arm is classically the most perfect. <laughs> right? Like, it just, it's endless. Yeah, the arm is a great moment. I think my name is Daytag Tar, I've come to kill you. It's, it's nice to be named after an episode. It had that little Inigo Montoya moment. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare to die. I think there's a, there's a text, there's a tweet that someone has, uh, and it's, it's got me coming in with this one, doing, doing that, you know. Says, my name is Daytag Tar. I knew your father prepared to die. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's funny. Well, with other, so you're working on something else new? Uh, yes. yes. No, no, I, I don't, unless they kill me. They've tried. They've tried, I know. So what are you working on now? Um, I'm, uh, I, can't, I can't tell you what I'm working on right now. I know it's crazy. I, it is a big project, though. So, uh, look, big, I just turned the mic off. big project, yeah. Is it a good, is it a film or is it TV? No, it's a TV show, yeah. yeah. With the man, with I'm the actually man. up for uh, another show, which I, I don't really like talking about it too. But I've got a film coming out next year called uh, Race. Mm. Jeremy Irons, uh, Jason Sudeikis, and William Hurt. Yes. Jesse Owens. Yes. Uh, when he goes to you know, when it, the 36 Olympics, and I play this guy called Lawson Robertson, who's the head of uh, the uh, U.S. Olympic team, and it's all to do with the NAACP, the Jewish question of, of them all going over and, and not wanting to run in front of the Nazis. It's mm. pre. Obviously, for Second World War, but the excuse me, he's in Dankeschön. <laughs> but the march is on, as it were, with the, with the Nazis and them, and the, you know, and they, they end up going over. So, and you know, wow. some of the uh, some of the Jewish boys, unfortunately, don't you know, don't get to run, and in their place is a, is a couple of these black athletes, and one of them is Jesse Owens, you know, and so they win, he wins four unprecedented gold medals right. at the Olympic Games in front, in front of Adolf Hitler, and he's not very happy about that, obviously, so, but it's an amazing life, Jesse Owens, I mean, it's an amazing role in what he did as an athlete, um, it's an amazing journey, his, his parents, his family, I should say, some of his family have seen the film, um, 
and uh, it's meant to be very powerful. I mean, so. it's, there's a mini snippet trailer. There's a teaser trailer out there about it, and I've got it earmarked to watch to come out because it's. Again, it's an opportunity to be part of something epic and tell a story oh that, does, that yeah. normally doesn't get told. It's in this day and age of, and I don't fault them for wanting to make their cash, but in the world of this nerd renaissance where it's just powerful comic books and Pacific Rim and all of these big, big things, it's wonderful to have just story and it's a very good script it's very uh, it's very layered you know mm. it has um, uh, you know, it has a very good cast I mean Jason Sudeikis who's a very well known comedian mm -hmm. he's a very funny man lovely man actor but he's, he's playing a very straight role you know and it's um, I think he's going to be very very good and very warm and that sort of relationship between him and Jesse Owens is a he was sort of his trainer. He wouldn't have hung from his hands. He wouldn't have hung from his hands. He would have fallen off. Important relationship within the family. I can't wait to see it, you know. It's going to be previewed premiere two days before the Olympics open in Rio de Janeiro next year. So we hope it's going to be a big... And the other thing I'm doing right now is... TV show very popular right now. That you're not allowed to tell yeah, me about? I know, it's crazy. Good. Who am I going to tell? Well, I can, yeah. On my microphone that I know, I know, that I have in your hand. Maybe you'll find out about it soon. But, um, oh. but I can't, it's like, you know, I've written, I've signed. The NDA? Yeah. yeah. Ah, signed fine. stuff. Fine. Maybe if you turn that off, I might say something, but uh, maybe later. Okay. Later. Well, one week, quickie class lesson. I'm so sorry yeah. to keep you from people. Um, so I know that the con usually gives people a little gift at the end. Uh -huh. And when Eddie McClintock was here, he promised that he would put it on uh, Warehouse 13 set. And so there's an episode where oh, you can see wonderful. the wee wow. gift. And so we know that you're going to be getting the wee gift. And we're just curious what if... the wee gift be, I wonder? You'll find it. I don't want to spoil it for you. But it would be something that would be appropriate for your grandchild, should you be able to see him again. Oh, that's nice. So, oh, Jesse, you mean? Oh, the baby. Oh, the baby. The baby. Oh, that's nice. So, you think, since he's staying at, like, the yeah. human's house, maybe we could... Yeah, I could slip that in. It could yeah. happen. Thank, Tony, thank you so much. Absolutely lovely to meet you. you. It was just delicious, and it took forever for me to get the gumption. But I told the fellas, like, no, I'm talking to him.